Enduring power of attorney is the system of powers of attorney in Northern Ireland. Having it in place can offer some peace of mind to people with dementia, that their finances will be well looked after when they are no longer able to manage it themselves. I'm Hannah, and in this edition of the podcast, I speak to Alzheimer's Society Information Officer Sam about enduring power of attorney in Northern Ireland. Who does enduring power of attorney affect? Enduring power of attorney is the system of powers of attorney in Northern Ireland. Um, in England, we see a very sort of similar regime under the lasting power of attorney. Um, an enduring power of attorney is there for when somebody um, is no longer able to make decisions about their finances and they've planned ahead by appointing somebody to make those decisions for them. But the difference is in England, there is two different types of LPA and, and they cover both property and affairs and personal welfare. In Northern Ireland, the enduring power of attorney is only there for the property and affairs side of things. So could you just give me a brief overview of what EPA is? EPA is it enables somebody to make a decision now about who they would like to make decisions for them in the future if they were themselves unable to. And it is decisions relating to property and finances, i.e. being able to access somebody's bank accounts, pay bills, or even sort of sell somebody's house or other property or asset. An EPA cannot be used to force somebody to live in a certain home or to move somebody. It can also not be used to um, decide or consent to any medical treatment. When would an attorney begin to take responsibility for somebody's affairs? It depends how somebody set it up. Somebody can choose to enable an attorney to start acting once the document has been signed. However, somebody can restrict it to only mean that the attorney can only act once the person has lost capacity, that ability to make decisions for themselves. So who can you appoint as attorney? It's important that you appoint somebody that you trust. Um, a lot of people choose to appoint a family member, such as their partner or a child, or sometimes sort of a sibling, alternatively a close family friend. It might be a good idea to consider how well somebody knows you, because they're going to be making decisions about, you know, even things that are going to be buying you, such as clothes or even possibly toiletries. So if somebody knows you quite well, then they'll know what brands you like and what and what things you don't like. You can look at getting a professional attorney, but it's important to note that you will need to pay them fees. And, and they, that can be a solicitor or even an accountant that can do that for you. So who should you inform if you're thinking of appointing an attorney? There are a few different people you want to inform. Firstly, you know, as this is such an important document, it is important that you do seriously consider who you wish your attorney to be. And it is important then that you would inform the person who you, person or persons who you want to be your attorney that, that you are making this document and that you want them in the future to make these decisions for you. Also speak to other members of your family because um, the last thing you want to happen is for there to be a, a potential dispute or disagreement later on, whereas you know by telling everybody straight away that can in some cases avoid conflict that might arise. And um, you could also choose to potentially inform your bank as well, or anybody else such as utility providers, anybody else who deals with your finances. And what would you say are an attorney's core duties? The core duties are to act in the best interests of the person. That's completely fundamental. It means that every decision that they make 
is in that person's best interest, i.e. it's what's right for that person in terms of their money, considering what their past views are and what they would want. The other things to know is that really they should keep all money separate from their own, so separate bank accounts, and they really should keep receipts or an account of any dealings and money that's been spent. And so how would you go about registering EPA? It needs to be registered with the Office of Care and Protection and all the details um, are on their website or on our fact sheet on Enduring Powers of Attorney but there is a set registration process with a form that needs to be completed and submitted. And there's a couple of different ways. I mean, you can just choose to appoint a solicitor who will set up all the documents and do everything for you so all that you'll need to do is sign the relevant paperwork. Alternatively, you can go to a legal stationers and get the forms from them and then you'll be able to fill them in and again sort of get them signed, keep them for when they get sent in to the Office of Care and Protection. The other route you can take is, is by contacting the Law Society of Northern Ireland who will also be able to point you in the direction of where you can get the prescribed forms from. And who do you need to get to sign EPA? The EPA document needs to be signed by the person making it, so you. Also needs to be signed by the attorney and a witness will also need to sign the form as well. And what sort of fees are involved? It's the registration fee, and that'll be when it's registered with the Office of Care and Protection, and that is £115 at the moment. As well as the registration fee, if you're doing it through a solicitor, there will be solicitor fees, and there will be a fee if you're buying the forms from illegal stationers as well. And so why would you say that appointing an attorney is a good idea? It can be very empowering to be able to get this in place, so it means that you know if there was ever a time in which you can't make these decisions, manage your finances, a person who you trust, a person who you know, and a person who you want to is able to do that for you. And that is not only empowering, but it is very reassuring to know that that's in place. So what would happen if you didn't appoint an attorney? If there comes a time in which you're unable to manage your financial affairs and you haven't made an EPA, what would happen is that the Office of Care and protection would appoint somebody to act as a controller. This is slightly different to an EPA because the person is being appointed by the Office of Care and Protection instead of you asking them to take on that role. Because of that, it is very time consuming, it can be very demanding for the person taking on that role. And it also means that you haven't chosen that person, so it's not a person who you wanted to do that, and it can even be a stranger that takes on that responsibility. What should people's next steps be? I'd suggest if you want, if it's something you're considering, to maybe read a little bit more about it. We do have our own fact sheet um, called Enduring Powers of Attorney and Controllership. That does kind of list a number of the things we've talked about today. It also goes into a little bit more detail about what it entails and what it involves. And where can people turn to for further information and advice? If it's still something you're considering, then seriously consider who you'd like your attorney to be and then think about would you want to go through a solicitor or would you want to get the prescribed forms and, and fill them in yourself. For further information and to access the Enduring Power of Attorney fact sheet, please visit alzheimers.org.uk or phone the National Dementia Helpline on 0300 Thank you for listening to the Alzheimer's Society podcast.